Hi, and welcome to All Things Cozy with Matt and Jillian. We are a bi-weekly podcast about everything that is warm, soft, and comforting. It's five o'clock somewhere, so we'll be wetting our whistles with cozy cocktails on today's episode. And a mocktail. And two mocktails. Two mocktails. And rating the recipes on difficulty, flavor, and of course, coziness. (laughs) But before we dive into cozy cocktails, let's check in with what's making us feel cozy this week. What's making me feel cozy this week is a program on Disney+, Plus, which I don't really want to say because I feel like Disney, again, has so much money. I don't want to give them any more attention than they already have, but I have to give credit where credit is due. I'm watching the original Disney Plus show, Encore. I've never heard of it. In a nutshell, on Encore, they bring back together a high school cast from their musical back in like, let's say they put on a 90s production of Beauty and the Beast when they were in high school and they're going to restage it as adults and they have five days to put it back on. And so they hire a professional Broadway director and a, a choreographer and a composer and or musical director and they bring them all together to coach these people who are completely out of practice, they haven't, most of them haven't been acting since high school. Oh, that's a creative idea. And so immediately, it's so funny how much people dive back into their old drama oh, yeah. or okay. the crushes. I, I'd all have. be for the drama. Is there and a lot of drama? Yeah, there is. Or, you know, there, a lot has changed in their lives since they saw each other. Mm-hmm. And it's also just funny to see grown up theater people. <laughs> It's like a whole examination of a type of person. Yeah. And also the people who did musical theater in high school, but don't necessarily like... It's not their interest at Yeah, you wouldn't expect them to have that interest, but it was a place they felt like they belonged in high school. Now I have a question. Do they apply to the show or do people... Does a production search find... That's a a great question. I was wondering the same thing, which is how do they find... Yeah, because I'm wondering if one person has, you know, their glory days and they reach out to production or it's a casting call and people apply or... What I suspect is that either A, the former drama teacher or one of the cast members submits a video of them Mm -hmm. performing in high school and some sort of assurance that they can get the band back together again. And maybe they do that with the help of producers, but each episode has footage from the high school performance. And I think that's kind of an essential piece because you see them back when they were in high school. So I think that's the first like submission is you have to submit a video of you performing it in high school. This sounds like a show that also make me a little emotional because... Yeah, some of it is quite emotional. Yeah, yeah. because I I watched Little Woman on Friday and Mm -hmm. what really struck me is, you know, she did great, Greg Ring did a great job going back and forth in time. And so just seeing the passage of time always, yeah. gets, always gets me a little emotional and shifting back between memories and past to present. So I'd imagine it's a cozy show because nostalgia is always cozy. But within nostalgia, there's always that glint of sadness. Yeah, that's there for sure. I mean, yeah. what's especially cozy to me about the program is, first of all, there's amazing teaching happening. It's f- crazy to imagine that they how much they learn in five days and how well they actually end up doing most of the casts. They even bring in professional Broadway actors sometimes to coach them. And the original Belle, for example, coaches uh, the the woman playing Belle in this like revival oh. for their high school in Beauty and the Beast. She is amazing. She's giving this live feedback while she's singing. 
about how to perform it in terms of acting the song. And it's incredible how immediately this performance changes through very targeted feedback. And it's a testament to like actually like really excellent feedback and how much people can grow through great uh, mentorship. And so when did it originally premiere? It premiered in November of 2019, and they're still releasing new episodes. Oh, I thought it was a throwback how Disney Disney Plus has some of their original shows. Oh, no, this is like an, a, an original oh. piece of content for Disney Plus. They're, they're, they're dropping it every week, like The Mandalorian. And I don't really like performances, <laughs> but I will watch this because I, I like the idea of people reclaiming their passion and um, just people getting back together of a long group long period of time. Yeah, and that's the other reason I think it's cozy is that they're having so much fun. Yeah. And that's the coziest thing about it is like, you know, aside from all of the little dramas that are happening or some of the, there's a lot of doubt and um, self-awareness and nervousness. They're adults and they know how this is coming across. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, they all just let go of their ego and they're silly and they're like, I don't care how ridiculous I look. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be the beast in Beauty and the Beast or I'm going to be Annie and Annie. Yeah. And it's just... Letting that go and just having a blast is so cozy. And I, I, all these people are phenomenal. That sounds lovely. It even yeah. getting, you know, tugs on my heartstrings to hear you describe it. <laughs> so watch it. I mean, if you have Disney Plus or you, if you know somebody with Disney Plus, get their password and check out Encore. Lovely recommendation. Jillian, how about you? What's making you feel cozy? So this isn't an ad, but I'm trying to learn Spanish. I don't, I think I maybe mentioned this before. But Hola. Oh, Yes. Uh, so my partner's family, they speak a lot of Spanish and mm-hmm. her, her grandmother only speaks Spanish. So when I went to Thanksgiving, I was trying out a few phrases here and there. So I made a commitment. So every morning I spend time on Duolingo, which is this website, which it seems geared toward kids. It's very childish and ow- the mascot of the website is an owl. Oh yeah. I've, I've used Duolingo before. Our high school students use it sometimes. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Well, what I like about it for someone who does have ADD it has so many different ways to learn, whether you're listening through stories or you're doing time practices. I love to, you know, play those games where you're beating, trying to beat the clock. Mm-hmm. Also, it has different levels. So once you get through each level, you have to do a little test and then you earn a medal for each lesson you complete. And then the medal cracks throughout time. So you have to restore your, oh, okay. restore the medal. So it keeps you on your toes and you have to revisit old lessons. So it really I, I like me. that mechanic to make you go back and kind of relearn things you may have forgotten yeah. in the process of learning new stuff. And you earn points and you can buy things with your points. What can you buy? Uh, you can buy little badges. Oh, or like cosmetic can, things? Yeah, cosmetic okay. things. Or you can buy more hearts, AK lives. Okay. Because you, if you get too many wrong, you lose a life, so you have to. You have to. Is that how points. is that how they make money? Is you have to pay? If you no, lose lives, I do it or? all for free. You know, you can get the you can buy the upgrade, and uh, I think that has extra perks. But I do it all for free. So I just you to earn points, you have to get things right and practice and spend time on it. So I earn all my hearts just through practice. Okay. But uh, so you do do run out of hearts, and they have to start from the beginning if you are really struggling with a certain concept. And what if I find cozy about it? It has kept me committed, which is really hard. Mm-hmm. And I like seeing my progress. So I'm actually achieving things. And that's a nice, cozy feeling. And I, I, every single day I've done it. And it, you get badges if you've done it seven days in a row, let's say, or two weeks in a mm-hmm. row. And I'm, I'm learning stuff. I'm almost at level two. <laughs> so I'm better at reading Spanish than I am 
And it's funny because my partner is sitting next to me in the morning while she has her coffee is going through Twitter and I'm butchering the words because they also have a component where you have to speak in the microphone. So they have you translating. They have you speaking into the microphone and listening, hearing Spanish and then translating it in English. So after I finish a lesson, it's like, oh, well, tell me something. Or she said, um, say I want a fish taco, mm-hmm. whatever it was, or some kind of taco. And I, I got, because I always try to throw out words, said, oh, I haven't learned that yet or whatever. So the other day I said, I haven't learned taco yet. Like in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she's always trying to, throwing out advanced words. So that was like a, a funny moment it's where taco, like, I, haven't, right? I haven't learned taco. I was like, I haven't learned taco yet. <laughs> I was trying to translate taco in my mind. But um, so it's just fun because a lot of the language programs I've tried out are too adult. I need a kid version. Yeah. And it's kind of cute. You need a little owl. Yeah, I need a little owl as my mask. I think it's very cute and it's fun. And they have all different kind of languages on there. Um, I think they even have Hebrew. They have all the, all these different things. And it's, and it's fun. I love hearing little stories. I, I, that's my, my favorite things, listening to the stories. They're pretty cute. So yeah, non-ad but I've been committed to it. And every single morning I wake up and that's my routine and routines are cozy. And I'm, I really want to communicate with my partner's grandmother because as I said, she only speaks Spanish. So it's kind of hard. Well, that, that bonding is so cozy. I'm glad you're making yeah, that effort. I'm that's, making an that's effort. Wonderful. I'm trying. Have so, you tried to apply it yet to a conversation? No, but I, as a laundromat the other day and I was able to hear bits and pieces of a conversation um, and my neighbor, he always has conversations outside. I can hear them. So I heard him say Rojo and Ocho, which is red and eight. Yes. So I, I, I was trying to, like, what is he saying? Red and eight. What's the code? <laughs> like, I'm trying to crack the code of his conversation. All I hear is red and eight. But I'm picking up things. So I'm picking up little... Did you study Spanish in high school? No, I studied French like, French, an, like okay. an imbecile. <laughs> well, you know, it, it seems it sounds so, so sexy and cool time, when yeah. you're in high school, but now I'm like, you idiot. Now, like, you, you, little did you know, you wouldn't be living in Paris, you'd be living in Los Angeles. Yeah, it's just, you know, yeah, it sounds so sexy and cool, but now it's just like, Chien, like, what am I doing with, you know, French? <laughs> well, it's still, at least it, I'm sure it gave you some sort of background you're kind of drawing from. Yeah, so... When you're speaking Spanish. Spanish isn't really that difficult when no. I'm finding. It's just the tenses. That just really trips me up. But if you're looking for a cozy, cute little language program, Duolingo, Owl Mascot, it's fun. It, it makes me feel like I can actually accomplish it and learn. So That's fantastic. We'll, we'll be monitoring Jillian's Spanish acquisition closely on this podcast. CC. And so, and so we will... Uh, <laughs> Pretty soon we'll have an all-Spanish version of All Things Cozy. Soon we'll be presenting All Things Cozy as Todas las Cosas Acogidoras. I think your accent's wonderful. (laughs) I think it's terrible, but we'll let the audience decide. (laughs) Well, now it's time to talk about Las Bebidas, (laughs) the cozy cocktails that um, we made to review for you. It was so fun. It was a lot of fun. I really, I mean, and a lot of these are delicious. So it was like truly our pleasure to bring this episode to you. And we're excited to, for you to try them and let us know how they turn out for you. Uh, Some of them anyway. Uh, So we're rating these cocktails on difficulty, flavor, and coziness. And we have three categories. We have a hot category. Call that one hot to trot. <laughs> we have a refreshing category. Don't have a clever name for that one. 
Um, cozy and clean, maybe, would be the refreshing category. Mm. And we have a mocktail category. Of course. For those who do not imbibe. But also, I was trying to do dry January, and then Jillian comes in <laughs> I with ruined a, it. I suggested a cocktail, episode, cocktail episode. And I have no willpower, so I'm like, yes. That sounds also, bad, but I'm wet 12 months of the year. <laughs> This there's, is a clean podcast, Jillian. You can't say that. There's no dry for me. <laughs> well, I've postponed my... I'm going to do dry February instead. Okay, but it's it, your it birthday didn't work out for me in anyway February, so it's not going to work out. I can't watch the Golden Globes sober. But wait a minute. Aren't the Oscars in February? And your birthday, so uh, I don't understand. Yeah, the world not is conspiring against me. I think my main thing is I'm just trying not to drink as much. So like, Which is a fine Yeah, I'm doing no weekday to. drinking. Only weekends, and ideally only if I'm in a social situation. Like... I'm drinking too much, like, I'll have a glass of wine every night. And it's not terrible, but it's like, come on, cut out cut out the sugar, you know? Yeah, well, there's a little bit of a lot of sugar in these drinks. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, but, yeah, I, I got the idea just because I was looking up candles, and I saw found this candle that was alcohol-inspired. So I think after Christmas, there's this drop-off in mood. And, yeah, oh, for sure. And, yeah, it's this long... I'm kind of glad my birthday is in February because it kind of allows me a little bit of like a special day, like in the middle of this long slog between the end of... Basically, New Year's Day through whenever spring arrives, I guess, or Easter, I suppose. You can, just, you can still keep it festive in January, and one way to do that is have a fun little cocktail. So the hot ones are the ones I feel like... When you think of a cozy cocktail, hot beverages come to mind, like a hot toddy. Hot toddy is Or like an one. Irish hot chocolate or whatever. And so we each picked one hot cocktail to make and we taste tested it and we'll bring you the results. It felt so like I'll, a cooking show. We were It was. We were kitchen. in there. We were competing to see who's... It was actually, it was a we friendly helped competition. Each other too, we helped yeah. each other and really we were all winners because we all get to drink. I wish there was a video of us just shuffling around the kitchen and um, got to see some of our weaknesses and strengths in there. <laughs> Mostly weaknesses. Yeah, my, my weakness is measure, measuring and cutting. <laughs> As I've talked about before, I don't know how to cut things. You did, you did fine. So in the hot category, I'll, I'll start with mine. So I attempted a hot buttered bourbon. And I got Harry Potter vibes, like a butterbeer situation said, from yeah, this. That's what I got. I do love a whiskey or a bourbon in a hot beverage because it just adds so much more like warmth coming mm-hmm. down. And that's very cozy to me. And butter added to everything is it extra cozy. It sounds very cozy. I got the recipe off of savorysimple.net. It says it's about a five-minute prep time, which is about accurate. I think it's a little longer than that, like once you get everything out. But just to kind of go down the, the ingredients. So you're putting in unsalted butter, dark brown sugar, honey, cinnamon, nutmeg, cloves, and salt. Most importantly, the bourbon. Mm-hmm. I used bullet. Uh, you put in two cups of boiling water. And so, so, so first of all, all the dry ingredients, you whip that up with your hand mixer, okay? So it's nice and, and creamy and whipped. Once everything's well blended and it's nice and soft, you put in your bourbon and your boiling water, and then you whisk that together until it's completely smooth. I watched you do it. It seemed very easy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I will say, like, I get easily exhausted when I have to do hand mixing. <laughs> You it did hurts. a good job. Yeah, but it's just sort of like, this is a lot of, um, I don't have a lot of upper body strength, so even like holding it steady. It was motorized. Like, you know what? I, don't, I feel attacked now. <laughs> but once you blend it together, then you pour it in a mug and you put a cinnamon stick in it. And I thought it was delicious. I thought it was such a smooth. It's so smooth. It so it's smooth. It's buttery, some might say. Yeah, it was, I really enjoyed it because it wasn't excessively sweet. 
but it was sweet enough to feel festive. Um, and like Matt said, it was very, 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 very smooth. And I could see myself drinking it on a very, a very cold night or yeah. just to feel cozy. I think what I liked about it is it felt balanced where I knew I was drinking an alcoholic beverage. Mm-hmm. That's like, the I thing. could still get the whiskey in there. Yeah. And, I, and so it helped me know that I wasn't just drinking hot butter. That is my one thing about cozy cocktails, especially with warm ones. The alcohol can kind of be masked. And I don't want to feel like I'm drinking a shot, but I want to know that I'm also drinking a cocktail. Yeah, because you still kind of want that presence, that warmth of the the liquor. So we're talking about flavor. Let's just dive into our rating. So I thought this was a five. Like I, I thought it was so smooth. Yeah, it was and great flavorful. flavor, I wonderful thought it was, flavor. Let me just back up and say, in terms of the rating scale, it's one to five for these things, where five is the best and one is bad, okay? Mm-hmm. So I thought this was, like, excellent. In terms of difficulty, I said a three mm-hmm. um, or a four. What, what would you think, Julian, watching me do it? I would say a three just because it wasn't a lot of stuff steps per se the only thing that'd be the extra layer would ha- have to get out your mixing yeah or, you have to mix mixer it all, yeah. and and mix it and make sure you know boil the water and mm-hmm. pour it in and do you ha- it is important to follow the steps as they come because mm-hmm. the the end of it was the boiling water that was the last step yeah and if you mix up the steps it could ruin the whole beverage yeah and i would say once you've made the buttery mix you actually However much you think you want to make for your gathering, you're done with all the labor because once it's all blended, it's like mm-hmm. a, it's like a punch bowl. Like if you can keep it warm, yeah, and that's a key to a lot of the warm ones, which is once they get colder, they don't keep as well. I will say like no. with this the hot butter bourbon of the ones we tried, I think of the three, it kept the best. Yes, as it cooled off, hundred percent. And so I think it's a lovely fall drink. Yeah. And then uh, in terms of coziness, I would say a five. This is a really cozy yeah. cocktail. I don't know if I would say, per se, it's a December, January drink, but this is a definitely October, November. It has those fall flavors. Yeah. It'd be lovely to drink in front of a fire. To me, this hot butter bourbon is the ideal thing to drink when you're done skiing. I, I imagine, yeah. I've never skied, but I I'm never like, skied, you get off the mountain and you're in front of a fireplace at the ski lodge and you're having a hot buttered bourbon. I just want to go to a ski lodge just to enjoy that atmosphere, but I don't want to ski. And we'll be putting all these recipes online. So if you're like, well, I'll put it in the show notes and we'll put it on the Facebook group. So don't worry. You can find the recipe by clicking. You have to like, oh, did he say savory is simple? Don't don't stress about that. But um, I, I would say like, if, if this sounds at all good to you, to give it a whirl. I think it's yeah. worth it. So speaking of warm drinks that don't keep well, but are delicious, goes to my pick, which was the red wine hot chocolate recipe from Hopefully. And I chose this recipe because I want to do cozy twists on drinks I already have all the time, one of them being red wine. So how can <laughs> I make that cozy? So the recipe for this is semi-sweet chocolate chips, dry red wine, uh, milk half and half, sugar, a pinch of salt, vanilla extract, and orange peel to zest, but that's optional. I recommend doing the orange peel because it gives it that extra kick. You taste it, and it's worth yeah, it. Yeah, it really is worth it. So how I did this was you put the chocolate chips in a saucepan, low to medium heat. You add your milk. Then you add your red wine. You zest. You put some zest in. Put the sugar in. I only did one tablespoon of sugar because 
with the chocolate chips, it's already so sweet. If I could do it again, I wouldn't even put any extra sugar in. I don't like sugary drinks, but I want to stay true to the recipe, so I did add it in. But it's so unnecessary because it's already so sweet because of the chocolate chips. Yeah, but those are semi-sweet chocolate chips, so I don't know if they would. It it might come out a little bit bitter. Yeah, but you can definitely taste the red wine in it. Um, And the orange zest pulled it all together. I love that. I would have it on my own. Oh, yeah, no. So let's talk about the flavor first. Yeah. When Jillian handed this to me and I had it, it was like an explosion of wonderful flavors. Mm -hmm. So the first thing you're hitting is this like wonderful melted chocolate. It's just this hot chocolate, like homemade, incredible flavor. Behind it is this like berryness of the wine. It's like this tart element. Mm -hmm. It's almost like someone melted a, a berry and nut chocolate bar and you you're drinking it. It the, the the flavors blend together so well. It was really nice. And then on top of that, then you get like little notes of the orange, which kind of pop in your mouth. I was blown away. Like it was an explosion in my mouth. I loved the flavor of this red wine hot chocolate. And you know, not to jump ahead to the ratings, but I make mold wine a lot in the fall. Mm-hmm. This was so much easier than than that because you don't have to chop up all the fruit. And all that kind of stuff. It's literally just putting chocolate chips in a saucepan, throwing in some milk, throwing in the wine, zest in a little bit, pinching, throwing a pinch of salt. It's so simple. And that's what I love about this cocktail because some cocktails are so complicated. It's incredibly easy. Yeah. It takes five minutes. At yeah. Most. So difficulty, we were saying like, I think I said a two. Yeah. I think you put a one for, for yeah. it's not difficult to make. It was, so, it was the first cocktail we tasted because it got, it, I made it so quickly. Yeah. And I mean, I think coziness goes without saying like this is like a, a level five cozy. Yeah. Cause hot chocolate and is inherently cozy. And then you add red wine. So it's the kind of thing that makes me go like, this is sinful. <laughs> <laughs> this red wine, hot chocolate should be a crime. That's Put what me he in said. jail officer. <laughs> uh, um, it's I threw really the delicious. cups on Matt. No, the, <laughs> the thing is, is like, it's so rich that I, you can't drink that much of it. But like, warning ahead. Yeah. Because if you let it sit, mm-hmm. it's going to go a little chunky. Make a little bit of it. Share it. It's, it's, it's a perfect little dessert topper. Like, I think a small little glass of it will, or mug rather, will carry you through. Or even a shot glass of it. Kind of. I mean, it's so rich yeah, that you just kind of need kind of like... Too rich to... I think, a, I think, honestly, you're right. Like, a little shot glass is, like, all you need of this. Like, you get the flavor, and you're like, that's my dessert. Because it's supposed to be, you know, you're supposed to have it pretty quickly. It's like we said. Mm-hmm. The chocolate chips, they get a little chunky and goopy. Yeah. And, yeah. As, as it starts to cool, it gets... Things start to glop thick, together. Yeah. So, have a little shot glass of this. Be the bell of the ball. Be the, be the host. This, if the if someone were having a, having a dinner party and the, as the dessert, we each got a, a shot glass of this red wine hot chocolate. I'd be very impressed. I would be like, I would be like, wow, you should have a, your own cooking show. Yeah. This is incredible. So that wraps up our hot category. Those were, I think, like very cozy drinks. Pretty easy to do mm-hmm. um, with great flavors. Our, our hot category was ma- a major win, I would say. I would, yeah, I would say. Moving on to refreshing... These are cool cocktails that will... Pep in your step. Put a pep in your step. That's right, Julian. (laughs) I tried a bitter lemon spritz, 
And I got that recipe from domesticateme.com. It's <laughs> just like, wow, is this a, what a name for a website. I saw that when I, um, my, I had to do a little eyebrow raise. <laughs> is, this, is this a Tumblr page? Is this somebody's fan fiction? Anyway. It's like all white lives matter. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little. Hmm. Well, um, is, it, is this like a, a a Handmaid's Tale website? Anyway, <laughs> so we tried the bitter lemon spritz, and you know, in a nutshell, this is just a, a vodka lemonade. Uh, Literally, so it, but it, I would say this was the easiest thing either of us made the entire time. So all you do is you get your uh, mixer, like let's say, like you have a um, just a, a shaker, and you put an ice, and then you put in a shot of vodka. Two shots of lemonade, mm-hmm. and then you put some, a, a couple dashes of um, bitters, and you just uh, shake that up. You muddle some lemon in a glass, and then you pour in your drink. This is serving one cocktail, and another shot of club soda or like sparkling water or whatever mm-hmm. you have on hand. That's like that. That gives it a little bit of like a effervescence. And then you put to garnish it, and I think that, normally garnish I skip because I'm like, this is too fancy. I don't need to s- spend five it just bucks falls on garnish. In my cup. Yeah, but I will say actually, what made this cocktail a little extra special was the sprig of fresh rosemary. It definitely and it, pulled it all and together, it, and it kind of was the only thing making it cozy for me at all. Otherwise, it's just a basic vodka lemonade, vodka with, lemonade. You know, with a little extra zhuzh to it. But going through the the categories, I would say flavor. It it wasn't the the tastiest thing I had. It was a little basic. Maybe like a four mm-hmm. in terms of flavor, like a high three. It really was like, you know, you know what lemon tastes like. You know what vodka tastes like. It's like a refreshing lemonade vodka. Yeah, very refreshing. And it's I almost think, like a white claw. I, <laughs> I think you're right in the sense that the rosemary was so lovely and a very nice touch. Well, but that's, the, that's the coziness factor for me, which is yeah, that like, I, I think my coziness part. was, it would have been almost a one for me, but I think it, I put it up to like a two or a three just because that rosemary, like when you, when you have that garnish in your glass and you're putting it up to your, mm-hmm. you know, you're drinking it and you get a big uh, whiff of the rosemary. It, it's so cozy feeling. It's like that, was that nice extra part. level of care in the drink makes it kind of special. And the difficulty is where I think this can't be beat. It takes two seconds. It's it is like so it's simple. as easy as throwing together a martini. It's like it takes two seconds. I think this would be a, a great cocktail for spring. Would yeah. it say it's a cozy cocktail for the dead months between Christmas and spring? Yeah, this Not is definitely so this is definitely a spring summer cocktail. Yeah, super refreshing, which we needed after the hot, very sugary. Yeah. This is something that it's I think like in, in the summer months I could see myself making. Oh yeah, a lot. Very simple. That's what I liked about it. Um. Yeah, definitely the easiest thing we made. Yeah. Very, very refreshing, not particularly cozy, I would say. So once again, I chose a drink that I have normally, which is a Moscow meal. I make Moscow meals pretty often at home. So I wanted to make it a little bit festive. So I chose a mistletoe mule, which includes vodka, fresh lime juice, ginger beer, pomegranate seeds, two crushed candy canes, and mint sprigs for garnish. So this is a big hit. It was. I'm actually still drinking my mistletoe mule. Of all the drinks we made, like we knew that we were going to be recording after we made our cocktails. We did not want to be blitzed on the recording. Well, if it sounds like I have a bunch of rocks in my mouth, <laughs> yeah, I had a, I had what four cocktails. Yeah. So, so, but so for most of these, we would taste test it and then 
dumped the rest that we couldn't drink. But it was so this good. This one is so good that like I still have my mug. I'm I am savoring it and I will definitely as long as I have ginger beer in the fridge, I'm making more of it's these. It's so refreshing. Now, I think what brings it home are the candy canes because yeah. it dissolves in the drink and it gives it a lovely mint flavor and yes, you have your mint sprigs on on the side as garnish. But the candy canes makes it feel festive and it gives that holiday vibe to it. Yeah, between the mint and the peppermint, like this is a drink that will improve your breath too. <laughs> and it, it is so refreshing. So if you're not too into the hot and sugary, which to be quite honest, I'm not, this is a wonderful alternative. And like I said, it just dresses up a classic cocktail, which is what I'm looking for when I'm wanting to do that extra step. I don't want to reinvent the wheel. I just want to add a little something yeah. to would, a cocktail I already enjoy. Absolutely. And I would say for flavor, I'd say a five. Like, the, the ginger so beer good. dances on your tongue. The mint gives it an amazing aftertaste and makes it a little special from your typical Moscow mule. Mm-hmm. Very refreshing, but been special tasting and cozy because of all of the holiday, holiday flavors, flavors involved. Yeah, so this is a big win for us. I would say, I, I think we said a four or five in coziness and then difficulty, also pretty easy. It, this is another cocktail. I felt bad because Matt's slaving away and I'm just, it took me... About five minutes. It's just put the ice in. You know, if you have copper mugs, that's preferable. Just throw some ice in there. Put the vodka in. Put your lime juice in, ginger beer. Then literally just sprinkle in your pomegranate seeds and your crushed candy canes. The only thing that would take a little extra effort is crushing your candy canes. But what I re- recommend is putting it in a clear plastic bag or some other kind of bag mm-hmm. so you don't get all the candy cane everywhere. And then you have more left over to make more yeah. mistletoe mules. And then just crush it with whatever crushing you item you have i use a spoon i was banging yeah banging around and yeah there you go just sprinkle it in and it's to taste so if you want a lot of candy cane in there you can do that but and I it does over time it. really dissolve and it goes it's nice it's a drink that gets better after time which is nice and kind of rare honestly yeah all right so our final category are mocktails so for those of you who are taking a break from drinking or don't don't drink um, these might be something you want to try. I say, I say might because I'll just, I'll just jump to my whole thing. So we didn't do a hot toddy, which is, you know, a really cozy, hot alcoholic I beverage. I was thinking about it, but, but so I thought to honor the hot toddy, I would do a not toddy. <laughs> so a virgin hot toddy. And you think about it, most of the not toddy recipes I found online essentially boiled down to tea, honey, and lemon. Mm-hmm. And so how can you mess up tea with honey and lemon in it? Apparently you can. Apparently you can. So the basic recipe that I found, and I think there's just something wrong about the way that they described how to do this, because in retrospect, I don't know why you would ever do what they ask you to do on the Spruce Eats, this non-alcoholic hot toddy recipe. So the ingredients are like any kind of um, herbal tea that you choose, um, honey, lemon juice, and then cinnamon, cloves, and nutmeg. And then you garnish with a lemon wedge. Where I went wrong is, you know, I'm putting in, like, the ground spices, and it's like, I'm, as I'm doing it, I'm like, this isn't right. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is going to get, this is going to be in my throat. This is, uh, why is this happening? And sure enough, that's exa- like, it, was, it was way overwhelming. Also, the herbal tea I got was kind of like a heavy cardamom, uh, clove, cinnamon tea already. And so it was just sort of like way overwhelming all those same Honestly, flavors. Honestly, it was disgusting. I would say 
all these like not toddy recipes are they're just overdoing it. Keep it simple. An herbal tea of your choice. Yep. Lemon and honey. You're done. <laughs> and maybe some club soda or something. No, 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 no. I mean, like, it, but it's, it has it's, to give that that uh, alcoholic feel. I don't know what would. Well, well, here's the thing. I have to say because I've had, I've seen, you know, friends or even myself think sometimes, like, say, vegetarians and vegans, they don't want things that resemble meat mm-hmm. per se. Like, you know, they don't want. There's some burgers that bleed i guess or there's some faux meat burgers and the point being is that you should have vegan and vegetarian recipes that don't have to imitate meat to be delicious and to be enjoyable and what have you so i think for people who maybe enjoy mocktails they don't want it to taste or feel like a cocktail they just want it to be an enjoyable drink that's different from something else they drink so that's what's difficult difficult about mocktails because some mocktails are really aspiring to be uh, masquerade as an alcoholic beverage, while others are just kind of a dressed up drink. Yeah, it's a hard medium to nail. That's all I'll say. Honestly, it seems like the best mocktail would just be like what you normally would make in an alcoholic beverage minus the alcohol. Yeah, for this, I didn't but feel that. I, I didn't feel that at I, all. No, I. There was just a misapplication of the spices. Both, I should have known doing it, like, this is not right. But then also, I'm mad at the the recipe for not making it clear, like, you can't just say, like, a quarter teaspoon of ground cinnamon and be like, I'm like, should I be putting this in, like, a tea, like, a little um, strainer or something? Because this shouldn't be directly in the drink. That's crazy. Uh, so It was horrifying. It was awful. We just, we dumped it immediately. So yeah, and it this was ones across the board. I mean, it was not difficult to make at all. It was very easy to make this horrific drink. But the flavor and coziness was like were, were terrible because it was inedible. But again, like I'm like I said, all the hot toddy is right is like a brown liquor, like brandy, whiskey, or rum, or whatever, honey, lemon juice, and hot water. So instead of doing the liquor, you're doing tea and honey and lemon. Don't don't these recipes that are giving you all this extra like, oh yeah, put the cinnamon stick in it and put this nutmeg and. Forget it. It doesn't need that. Keep it simple. Yeah. And that's what I want my cocktails to do. They want, I want it to be simple, but very tasty. So for my mocktail, I chose a caramel apple pie mocktail. And this was from Mary About Town. I have complicated feelings about this one, but it includes six cups apple cider, one half cup caramel syrup, three cups sparkling water, two teaspoons cinnamon, Two apples, rosemary sprigs, golden brown sugar for Remy. And I find, <laughs> I found that part very difficult. I don't know the how. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. I I just wet the glass and I put sugar on a cutting board. Yeah, I mean, and I, I I honestly had you no did idea. a better job than I would have done. Anyways, <laughs> what was complicated about this one is you had to let it marinate for twenty minutes and. I don't have patience. I want my cocktail now. <laughs> I don't have time to let it sit. But I will say it did taste exactly like apple pie in a glass. It was. It was like someone melted down an apple pie and like served it to you in a glass. But this doesn't feel, I said to Jillian, this is not a mocktail. It is a cry for help. <laughs> because like the idea of drinking this, knowing what's in it, I'm like. It was horrifying. We have given up. Okay. Like there's like, there needs to be an intervention. Like this person's in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> 
the the amount of caramel syrup in this drink I is know. insane. It's in, it it really was when I was pouring it in, I was getting nauseous <laughs> because I already had a few cocktails. So by that point, I don't want to be pouring in buckets of caramel syrup. No, and it's I mean it's a lot of like what I don't like in a cocktail, like all of that, which is just like all of the sugary sweet things, but none of the good stuff. But here's I, what yeah. I'll say though, because you can always modify these recipes and which I kind of did with the mold, mold wine, hot chocolate is that, okay, I'm not going to put two tablespoons of sugar. It's unnecessary. I'll just put one with this. I think it could be a great mocktail. You just have to tone down the sugar. Yeah. You know, do you really need the half cup of caramel syrup? No, you don't. <laughs> if you do want to go full throttle, I'm not judging. Enjoy your apple pie mocktail. But um, I thought this was a great, one in terms of coziness because it mm-hmm. has all, does have all those fall flavors. Yeah, we said four in the cozy category. Yeah, and if you do nail it, the ingredients the right way, it can be a wonderful fall cocktail. Yeah, and I would say, again, the flavors of four, it's delivering what it says it is. The difficulty, I think, is where it gets me, which is that, like, Jillian was over there. She was <laughs> cutting up apples. She was rimming. She was doing all these <laughs> things. And, and as you know, I have a history with cutting. She was like breaking a cutting. sweat. Like I don't know how to cut. It was, and then you're letting it sit for like half an hour. Like it was, it was a little yeah, too much work little, for what it was. A little, t- yeah. And I don't think anything needs to be rimba sugar. It really <laughs> doesn't. <laughs> it's just my feeling on it. Because now I have a mustache of sugar. What am I doing? Here? <laughs> I don't want this. So yeah, do you? I mean, do you <laughs> get salt on your margarita, like on the on the rim? I stopped doing that because no, I'm like, I this is actually just it. like I think it's annoying. just for show. Yeah. I think I think I always thought, oh, it's people get their salt on their margaritas. But really, I'm just getting my sodium levels right. spiking. <laughs> I'm not doing, yeah, I, I don't I don't understand it. But yeah, that's my uh, apple pie mocktail. But like I said, great mocktail. The rosemary sprigs makes it nice. It adds another extra co- layer of coziness. Oh, the rosemary sprigs also in that? Yeah. Oh. I didn't let it marinate long enough because I forgot about it. So I just threw it in at the end. Okay. But you're supposed to let the rosemary marinate. Okay. With the apple and apple cider and what have you. It was you. delicious. It's just sort of like, it was, wow, this is you too know what? Honestly, much. great flavor. Very yeah. delicious. But it's just a little much. And I, I don't want to do a lot. If I got served this at a restaurant, I'd be like, wow, this is amazing. But I don't know. I don't want to know how the sausage is made. Exactly. <laughs> I, I might have to go to the hospital tomorrow. <laughs> Overloaded. Well, and that concludes our cozy cocktail adventure. I had so much fun. There's nothing more we're, than we're, I like. We're official bartenders now. Yeah. You know, this was the most fun I've had in a, a while just hanging out with. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I Matt actually recommend like cocktails. It's actually a great party idea. So, like if you want to just get your friends together and just try like each one of you brings one cocktail recipe and some ingredients and just to test it out. It's actually really fun. And you Maybe might just two people because there'd be too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. Because also Matt and I work really well together. So we're helping each other. That's true. We're, we're moving. And well, it's like one person sink. at a time can serve. You can't have a strong personality. In no. There. What I enjoyed was that I feel like I added a couple of things to my repertoire. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I definitely will recreate these cocktails. I think my top two that I'll recreate is the bourbon butter mm-hmm. one and the wine hot chocolate and most definitely the mistletoe mule. Yeah, for me, it's definitely the buttered bourbon and the mistletoe mule. The bourbon was the standout. Actually, no, they're the, both the hot categories are great. Both of those kind of stick out to me as like things I might redo, but I would also love to have the 
uh, red wine, hot chocolate again. Yeah. And the spritz. I mean, the spritz is so easy. It's like, I don't even want to like say like, wow, <laughs> so what, a, what an invention. It's like, it's a, le- a vodka lemonade. So what can yeah, you say? Yeah, with there's some rosemary in it to yeah. make it fancy. <laughs> well, try those at home and let us know what you think. Um, if you try that apple pie <laughs> mocktail, Godspeed to you. And Oof. I really do want to hear your thoughts on that. So with cozy cocktails in hand, it's time to wind down with soothing sounds. Our first one of 2020. I was really trying hard to find a soothing sound from 2020, January, but we've just started the month. I tried really hard, too. there were some new releases from Tennis and Ozzy Osbourne had a track that just came out. So cozy. Um, With Elton John. And I listened to all of that, the new Drake and Future track, and none of it was reading as incredibly cozy to me. And so I did go back a little bit in time to late 2019 for my Mm -hmm. pick. And my choice is a song off of Lucy Dacus's album called 2019. The way it's structured is that it's, it's... Kind of, I guess it's an album, it's really more of like an EP, but it's like six songs and each one of them represents a different holiday. So it starts off with an original song by her called Fool's Gold, which is my choice for soothing sound, Mm -hmm. about New Year's Eve. And then it finishes um, at last Christmas. So it's it's songs for every holiday of the year. It's an incredibly cozy album, check it out. Like There are some great covers on it for um, Dancing in the Dark and... Last Christmas, but also some really great original tracks like Fool's Gold. So more about Fool's Gold. So we're just coming off of New Year's Eve. We're starting a new year. And her inspiration for writing the song was actually in like a couple years ago, she was hosting a New Year's Eve party. And as soon as she closed the door behind the last guest, she was inspired to write a song about what it feels like when your New Year's Eve party is over and it's Mm -hmm. just you and you're finishing the last of the champagne and you're just kind of feeling strangely maybe a little anxious about the new year in some weird way and I identify with that. Especially moving into 2020. (laughs) All anxiety for me. So the song is mostly about her like, you know, wrapping up her party, but then also kind of feeling vaguely nervous and the different things people are blaming for maybe some of their weird feeling towards a new year arriving. So... Let's listen to Lucy Dacus's Fool's Gold. I threw the party so I could stay put. You brought the bomb like a promise I forgot. A new year begins, it ushers us in. The knot in my gut is coming with. Blame the alcohol and you'll blame the full moon. She'll blame the fall of men and I'll blame the party you that can't let up on the reins. You got life in a chokehold. Very pretty. It's a very pretty song. And I really just like the imagery of her just like drinking the last champagne, closing the door on people. And I would blame the full moon. <laughs> and people all blaming different things for the knots in their stomach. Well, um, also appropriate because it's just, it really is quite the new year. We're yeah. right here. It's only two weeks in. so It's timely, but not as timely as I would like it to be. I wish it were a 2020 track, but. It's hard to um, find. We tried. It was, it was yeah. It, it's, it's hard to make that transition right away and find a new, exciting January 2020 release. But I hope 
by the time we record again, something will have come out that we can I think so. write home about. Um, it's a beautiful song, and I love it. Great. Jillian, what's your soothing song? I don't know if you pronounce her last name Bowman or Bauman, or, but I chose Alice Bowman, Don't Forget About Me. It was released in November 19. She's from Sweden, and I really like her music in general. But I, I trend for me with my soothing sounds. I love dream pop. Mm-hmm. This feels like I'm in a nest of cotton candy and just. Yeah, past- it's a cozy genre. What can we say? I love dream pop too. Pastels yeah. and I, I could just. What I love about dream pop? It's just you lie. You're lying on your bed daydreaming, mm-hmm. and this is one of those songs where I can just daydream to. It's definitely like a soundtrack to the movie that is your life. <laughs> I, I listened to it on my walks. I was, I was researching uh, songs for soothing, soothing sounds, and a lot of the recommendations I got were songs that were released in November and December. And I, I love her as an artist. So when I heard this song, it's like, oh wow, you're hitting all, hitting all my, plucking all my strings. I love, <laughs> I love my, I love the dream pop. I love, I love all that. That's why I love Beach House so much because it's just daydreamy. Um, mm-hmm. So this is like a big daydream. I can just lose myself in. That's why I like it. So let's listen to Don't Forget About Me by Alice Bowman. Bowman? Yeah, so we'll go with... We'll go with Bowman. identify with not wanting people to forget about us i just love the chimes that go throughout yeah. it those little twinkles and um it, it definitely like the repetitiveness lulls you into this very soothing place of just calmness and yeah well, a kind of it's a it's a ponder song like you can really think about like your life decisions listening to it well in the beginning <laughs> it's it's actually it's it's oddly an upbeat song because mm-hmm. in the beginning i think she's at a a bar a club and She's, you know, dancing with someone. It's not so serious. It's yeah. just, it's, it's fun and lighthearted, but it's, so yeah, it, it's just a, dr- a dreamy pop song, which I, I just love. I can, you can lose yourself and I like music. You can lose yourself in and just disconnect. And it's a very pretty song. Yeah, it's pretty. When I was watching the YouTube video of it to pull it for this episode, it finished and the next song came up by her called Waiting. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there like, I don't know this artist, but I know this song, and how do I know it? And, you know, sometimes the YouTube comments are helpful, and they were like, like if you came here from the TCM Remembers 2019 video, which is their in memoriam for all of the filmmakers and actors who, who passed away in, in 2019. And I was like, oh, that's where I heard it. Because my mom has TCM on 24-7 in her apartment. So when I was home... This was constantly coming on, like the in in memoriam, basically. What a weird connection to this artist's song called "Waiting." Yeah, that's um, what that's what actually I first discovered her was through that song. Yeah, and her song her songs are very melancholy typically. So this is um, "Don't Forget About Me" is kind of a departure from that, where it's not so melancholy and it's more dreamy and uh, upbeat. Yeah. So if if her voice sounded familiar and you watch TCM, that's why you, yeah. you've you've actually heard her music before. But typically, she's pretty melancholy. Those are some almost like a, a 2019 wrap up of some songs we'd want to squeeze in before mm-hmm. we start 2020 proper. 
check out those songs. Moving forward, we're burning a, a new candle for each review, and we're keeping on to our boozy theme. Jillian, introduce the candle that we're burning today. It's a rewind candle, handmade in South uh, Carolina, Charleston, and Charleston is a city that I think I'll be visiting this year, hopefully. And I chose it, well, actually, it inspired the episode. I saw it as a recommendation and um, got the idea to do the cocktail episode. They have many different flavors or scents. So this one is a rosé. Uh, I was hoping to get a champagne, but I didn't really like the way it smelled. And then you have, you know, all the typical wine flavors, but they also do cocktails. Mm. Um, yeah, I've seen these before in stores. Um, they, they have, like, that bottle opener in the logo. And so I'm really glad we finally got to try one. Yeah, they have a Manhattan one, I know. That's Manhattan cocktail. So what I like about this, they recycle the glass, which is really great. Oh, yeah. It looks like it's from a wine bottle. Yeah. How so appropriate. How appropriate. I, I, I like the scent because it is very soft, and it's a light floral scent, but I don't know else how to describe it. It's more than floral. How would you describe it? It's very soft. When you're in the room with it, I've become nose blind to it, and we paused briefly, and I came back in, and I could smell it again, it, it, but it's a really slight floral scent. I don't... Yeah. It's like strawberries, too. I, yeah, hmm. there's, there's like... A, I guess rose <laughs> is the scent. What are the actual official notes on it? It says, bright aromas of lush red fruit balanced by a sophisticated floral undertone. Notes of rose petal, mm -hmm. white peach, pink pepper, peppercorn, I almost said pepperoni, <laughs> um, and crisp minerality harmonized together to complete this balanced, easy to sip. It's definitely an easy scent. Varietal. So I think... I like. I'm I'm getting the rose and I'm getting the mineral, mm -hmm. is what I'm getting from this scent. Matt couldn't have, couldn't smell it as much as I could, but yeah. when you leave and exit the room, I I definitely can get a good whiff. For me, this candle is good. It's not like blowing me away, yeah, but it's also not disgusting me. So I, I and that's actually its own accomplishment when it comes to floral scents. So I I would say I'd give this a solid three quarters of a wick. I'm going to give it a full wick just because I love this off scent. I like how it's handmade, how they reclaim glass and repurpose it. That's nice. I just wish the scent had a little bit more of a presence. Yeah, and normally I can't smell anything, so that's the irony But sometimes here. having a light touch is what you want. So if you want something that's not quite as overbearing but it gives the space just a, a, a sweet smell in a, in a really light way, this is a good candle to pick. Honestly, it's a candle I could fall asleep to. It has a nice light comforting oh the light is actually really great yeah yeah it's, it's nice so i recommend it and like i said they have so many different scents if you're looking for a cocktail scent they have you covered if you're looking for all different variations of red wine they have you covered white wine the same um i like this as a concept for a candle line yeah i think it's i think it's great so I wanna, I'm, I'm interested in trying more they piqued my interest yeah they carry it at a bunch of storms including west elm where i purchased mine from but it's also great to go directly to their website. Mm -hmm. Well, cheers. Yeah. We're Bottoms winding up. down our cocktail episode. Um, before we leave you, before the last call, we want to shout out uh, two new patrons. So thank you to Jonathan and Wendy for becoming patrons to our podcast. You really started off our new year in a really positive way. So thank you so much for 
donating to the cozy cause, mm-hmm. keeping us going. You yeah. know, this actually, this episode is, is a good example of like why Patreon matters because it's through the support of our Patreon subscribers that we're able to justify like, yeah, let's go buy a boatload of cocktail ingredients just to try out some recipes. Buy a fancy little candle, by the way. Yeah, to report back this on. This is a candle that is not in the lower range. So keep that in mind. Because you also have to rate it on cost. Yeah. So it's, it's not the cheapest candle in the world. But uh, the, our patrons help us afford the candles and the cocktail recipes to bring back to you and in our show. It's just nice to know that people out there support us. And every time I see an email notification that we have a new supporter to our Patreon, it puts, as I've said before, a little pep in my step. <laughs> Um, Jillian, as you may have learned, have Jillian loves having peps in her stuff. I so have so many peps. Contribute to one of those peps by by going to patreon.com slash allthingscozy and joining our Patreon. Um, also, I want to shout out our first five-star review on iTunes Ooh. of the year. Um, Deborah Joe, the Cozy Queen, which I think at this point is definitely my favorite username who reviewed us. And uh, I believe Deborah joined our Facebook group. So welcome to the the group. Um, <laughs> writes, so freaking excited. I'm fairly new to podcasts and I've been looking for a cozy podcast as I read primarily cozy mysteries. You've come to the right place. Mm-hmm. Run a cozy blog and Facebook page. I adore Matt and Jillian. You're my first woohoo of 2020. Aww. You just gained a new fan. Well, thank you, Deborah Joe. Woohoo, it's right so back to you. It. We really appreciate it. We're very grateful to have you as a listener. And we hope we deliver all the coziness that you need in 2020. And thank you to everyone who contributes to our All Things Cozy podcast Facebook group. Yes. It's popping in there. <laughs> Join the Facebook group. It's, it's getting bigger and it really is. So it, it keeps the coziness going between episodes. Like we take some breaks here. So it's like you have two weeks between episodes. So mm-hmm. if you want to have a little bit of a place you can go to to get some cool articles or things that people are sharing that are cozy in their lives, check out our Facebook group. In addition to our Facebook group, make sure you check out our Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, we're at All Things Cozy Podcast on Instagram. My Twitter is pvovarchek. That's P E E V O V A R C H E C K. And my Twitter is my first name with a G, Jillian, and then Walters without any vowels. So find us online, join our Facebook group, join our Patreon if you're up for it, and we'll see you in two weeks. Until then, stay cozy. Stay cozy.